Okay, good morning, Rabbi Sai. Great to see everybody. Baruch Hashem, over 100 strong. Uh, just to echo the sentiments of Rabbi Semel of uh, how challenging this, this week has been. Uh, the excitement of having two weeks uh, where we can connect in person and sort of going back. Uh, somehow, Klai Yisrael doesn't get deterred. We have challenges, but we keep forging ahead. And now we're in this position right before Shoshana, this incredible time, a time that's really hard for us to imagine. It's something that we have to think about. It doesn't come naturally. It doesn't come naturally for a Jew to recognize, for anyone to recognize, but certainly the Jewish people who have this intimate relation with our Kodesh Baruch Hu. But to truly internalize and, and visualize in our minds that come, come tomorrow night, come Shabbos morning, this is the Yom Hadin. This is the day of judgment. This is the new year that HaKadosh Baruch Hu sits upon his throne and looks at Klai Yisrael. And from Shabbos on, for 10 days, some get signed up on the first day. The Tzadikim and the Rishoyim sort of get solidified right then and there. But everyone else has a little bit of a leeway of 10 days till Yom Kippur. But essentially, the world's fate is being determined in Yom Adin, Rosh Hashanah. And it's, it's chilling to sort of think that this is our job to make that determination. Akash Baruch Hu sits and looks and sees what does he have in front of him. His determination is not predetermined. Akash Baruch Hu tells us, I will make my decision by what I see in front of me. What people I see in front of me, what individual I see in front of me. Kibbeneh Moran, as we say in the Nisana Tokif, it's like the people, it's like the sheep who pass by under the rod of the person counting the sheep one by one. Each individual, HaKash Baruch Hu looks at and says, let's see what I have in front of me. Let's make my determination as to what this year is going to be like. And just like last year, we would have no idea of what that determination was going to be for, for Klai Yisrael and for the world and for so many individuals, what we would have given if we had sort of known the, 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 the awesomeness of the moment, what would we have done differently if we had known that this was going to be a COVID year? And I'm sure we maybe would have intensified that philos. We somehow would have done a little bit more, but we didn't know. But maybe we can learn a lesson from, from looking back and saying, my gosh, since we don't know, let's give it all we've got. Let's not leave anything back. Let's, leave, let's not leave anything behind. Let us approach this Rosh Hashanah and pour out our hearts HaKadosh Baruch Hu like it's, everything's on the line. Because even COVID hasn't left us yet. Even COVID is rearing its ugly head uh, throughout our community and really throughout the world still. It's still out there. So when we approach Rosh Hashanah, it's, as I mentioned, it's about what we bring to the table on that given day. And it's really amazing what we're supposed to bring to the table. Because you'd imagine, you'd think that if it's Rosh Hashanah, it's Yom Adin, God is sitting on his throne. He's looking at the world. He's looking at each and every one of us as we pass in front of him on the day of Rosh Hashanah. You think what he wants are tears and cries. And I'm sorry, I made mistakes. I sinned. You think that's what he would be looking for. And yet it's just so not true. The opposite is true. How incredible is it? 
How Gosh Baruch Hu says to each and every one of us, I want you showing up on Rosh Hashanah. I want you to be there. When they, when they start Musaf, when they say, well, certainly when the Tzikia Shofar, which doesn't happen on Shabbos, but happens on Sunday, when the Tzikia Shofar, and who's there in front of me? Who's standing there? Somebody who's talking in the back, who's completely disconnected, who's, who's in uh, some other place? Or somebody who's connected? But just, but it's amazing that I, I just want you to be connected. I don't want tears. I don't want to hear al hate. There is nothing about the Rosh Hashanah davening that allows any reference to Ashamnu, Bagadnu. Those are almost dirty words of Rosh Hashanah. We don't, we're not allowed to have any reference to Chet, even when we say Avidu Malkeinu, and we say the words Chatonu Fanecha, even those words are, are questionable. Some people take it out altogether, because how dare you mention sin on Rosh Hashanah? How incredible is that? What, what, what's going on here? Because Baruch is telling us something very profound. He's saying to us, and not just very profound, also unbelievably kind. He's saying to us, I don't need this day to be about you. If you come to me and you talk about your sins and you cry to me, that's, that's very meaningful, but not for now. For Rosh Hashanah, I, I don't need to focus on the past. For Rosh Hashanah, I want to focus on the future. Yom Kippur will be the day that we can erase the past. But when you talk about a new relationship, when you talk about sort of making up with somebody, when you talk about starting a new connection, just tell me where you are right now. Tell me that you're with me. Show me that you are connected to me. Show me that you're willing to accept me as your God, which is, a, which is essentially all HaKadosh Baruch is asking for. He wants us to be completely in the moment, removed from any selfish motivations, any selfish concerns, and ready to simply say, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you're the king. But if we take those words a little deeper, because saying you're the king almost sounds like I need to feed God's ego. <laughs> God's not interested in having his ego fed. He, hasn't, he doesn't have an ego. And it doesn't need to be fed because it, it doesn't exist. Because Baruch Hu, everything HaKadosh Baruch Hu does is for our good, is for our well-being. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is asking us, and this is something that on the one hand it's a gift, but it's not so easy. It's not so easy to stand before HaKadosh Baruch Hu during the Rosh Hashanah prayers, before, before Tekiah Shofar, before the Musaf davening, or during Shachris, or whenever we're praying to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It is not so easy for us to say to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, my world is only given to me because of you. All I have is because you, the king of the world, has given it to me. And if I have nothing else, I have nothing to rely on. All I have is my reliance on you, HaKadosh Baruch When I recognize fully that you're the master of the universe, and therefore I commit, I commit myself fully to you. I'm not talking about the past. I don't, I don't want to focus on my mistakes. There's not a day to think about all the things I've done wrong, all the people that I've hurt, although it's certainly nice to ask Mechil before Rosh Hashanah. It's not a bad idea. Rosh Hashanah itself is not about that at all. Rosh Hashanah is about the ability for us to Accept HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Fully accept Him. Fully recognize that He is the God of the universe. And that means I am committed to Him. I need to say to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I am ready to follow your mitzvahs. I'm ready to commit myself to be the best Jew I can be. Not about the past, but about the future. 
And, and Rabbi Yisai, if we can do that, and I'm not saying it's easy, because we have to sort of get into a mindset, a very spiritual mindset, a very uh, selfless mindset of not being concerned about my well-being or about my needs and my wants and my, my feelings and my issues. No, it's about a Kodesh Baruch And just to give us an example of how far our rabbis have taught us, really, throughout the Torah. It's one of the thing, things that we always talk about. So one of the themes that we are always reminding, being reminded by a Chazal that we try to discuss during the Shmuz time is the Benoma Chavero factor. How, again, if we are all God's children, and we are all proclaiming together that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is king of the universe. And we accept him as the authority of the world. And if he tells us a system by which to live, we are going to embrace that system and commit to that system. And with all of our heart, it doesn't mean we're going to be perfect, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu, yes, I accept you. And I understand that you run the world. And I have nobody but you to look at and to rely on to remove this horrible virus and to do, to do the, the, the brachas and to follow through with the brachas that we're asking for and for the, for the, uh, the various philos that we pray to to give us and to assist us in securing a beautiful year for us. It's all you. We can't do anything else. We can't rely on, any, any, on anybody else. But the the halachas of the Torah and the, even the halachas of this day allow us to really see deeper into what that really means. Because when we are one, when we are one family, when we are one people, one nation, and we are completely con- t- together, committed to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we accept His domain over us, His dominion over us, we accept His rule over us, we accept the mitzvahs that He's given us, and we embrace those mitzvahs, and we accept that challenge to be a better Jew in the future, not looking back in the future. That means we are really one family. And if we are really one family, then we care for one another. And just to give an example of how far we care for one another, stop and think Shabbos morning, we're all going to be in shul. Hopefully we'll all be uh, healthy enough and safe enough to be in shul. Obviously we have to keep, the COVID rules in mind, and obviously we have to do what, what, what's, what's proper, but most of us, hopefully, Bezashem will be in Shul Shabbos morning. And the laning will be done. Some of us will make Kiddush, some of us will go right to Musaf. But something's going to be missing Shabbos morning, as we alluded to before, something that's very strange. What's missing? Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is the time for Tekiah Shofar. Rosh Hashanah is the time, for, the, the time for this incredible, powerful mitzvah called Shofar that resonates in our hearts that the Rambam says, the shofar has the ability to wake up a Jew and to open up their eyes to the reality of, of what this world's about. And the Rambam says somebody could be in the deepest slumber and it could be so far away in some, some addicted, infested area where their, their life seems to be completely in the gutter. And yet they can hear the shofar and it can rise above all of those challenges and say, clarity, I know, I see the truth. I see the truth. I mentioned this story recently. Uh, it was out of Schwartz, but it was over the summer. So I don't think many of you heard it. I'll just say very quickly the story about this fellow who was, uh, Rabbi Krohn had mentioned the story. A fellow was in India. He was a very removed Jew. He had no real connection to, to Judaism, but he had some knowledge of what Judaism was about. And uh, after, the, after the army 
a lot of Jews now, unfortunately, a lot of soldiers uh, go to, uh, to Asia and to India and there were different places where certainly the reason why they're going is not to uplift themselves spiritually. And this guy ended up in some place in India and he was uh, hanging out with his buddies at, in a bar and they were drinking and having a grand old time someplace far away from Judaism. And all of a sudden, as he's, it's a nighttime, it's early evening. And as he's sitting in his bar drinking with his buddies, the weirdest thing happened. Chauffeur goes off. He hears the sound of a chauffeur in a bar in India. What in the world is that about? And he, this chill sort of overcomes him and he runs outside. I need to find the sound. Where does that sound coming from? And sure enough, he follows the sound. He walks outside. He sees there's a Chabad right near that bar. He walks into the shul. And he sees everyone in their kittles and in their talesim. And it's Matzi Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur just ended with the sound of the shofar, the, the Tekiah Gedola that ends Lashana Barbu Shlaim and ends Yom Kippur. And he was just, he could not believe it. He could not believe it. He says, this is how far I've gone? Where I don't even know I'm 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 back backpacking through Asia, and I'm and I don't even know that it's Yom Kippur today, and it it so shocked him, and the level of rock bottom that he recognized that he hit, that one chauffeur woke him up, to come back to Israel, and he told his parents I I need to learn more about my religion. He went to yeshiva and he started to learn and he totally turned over his life. He's got a beautiful family today. He's a religious person from one chauffeur. That's the power of the chauffeur. So if the, so if the chauffeur is so powerful, has the ability to wake up a Jew and no matter where he is and who he is and what he is and doesn't make a difference, he's able to see the truth and see clarity from the sound of the chauffeur. What's happening Shabbos morning? Why is there no chauffeur? Why are we not blowing the chauffeur Shabbos morning? It's Rosh Hashanah. What's going on? The Dimor tells us. Dimor tells us, you know, Shabbos morning, Rosh Hashanah, people are going to want to be ready to blow the chauffeur. They're going to want to maybe get into their last minute preparations. And it's possible that a Jew might carry that chauffeur. He's not going to carry it intentionally. He's not going to, on purpose, carry a chauffeur on Rosh Hashanah, on Shabbos, and break the laws of Shabbos. Of course he wouldn't do that. But in his haste and his concern, I want to make sure I blow it right. There might be a Jew. How many Jews are going to do that? Where are you going to find a Jew who's going to indiscriminately or, or even just by mistake carry a chauffeur? I mean, Jews are, are learned. They understand. I mean, but it might happen. It might happen to one Jew. And yes, there is a tremendous benefit to that chauffeur. Unbelievable benefit. But I can't risk one Jew having his spiritual level go down because of this mitzvah of shofar. So we're going to negate the mitzvah Shabbos morning. We're going to put it on, on hold. We're not going to have this mitzvah because we don't want to be the cause. It's not just you wouldn't be the cause because Baruch Hu gave us the mitzvah. But if we can prevent a Jew from falling prey to a mistake, even doesn't seem like such a devastating mistake, but you know what? You carry it on Shabbos. You didn't do it intentionally, but you carry it on Shabbos. On Rosh Hashanah. Can't let that happen. As rare as it might be, we can't let it happen. But what do you mean everybody else needs to be inspired? Well, you know what? We're gonna have to give up that inspiration to make to take care of every Jew, even that one who made a mistake. 
and unintentionally might have carried a chauffeur. We have, we have to prevent that from taking place. Rabbi Sai, what a powerful lesson just right there, just in the conduct of what happened Shabbos morning in Klai Yisrael, that all of Klai Yisrael is not going to be blown with a chauffeur from one corner of the world to the other. There's no chauffeur, no sounds of chauffeur Shabbos morning, even though it's Rosh Hashanah, it's Yom Adin. Let's all wake up and, and, and recognize the obligation and, and the seriousness of the day. We'll have to recognize it another way because we've got to take care of every single Jew. That's how far our responsibilities go. That's how far when we, when we pray and, we, and think about the praise, all the prayers are about our Kodesh Baruch Hu's glory being restored, about, about us recognizing that, it's, that he's the king of the world and we, are, and we are committing ourselves to him. It's all about this unique relationship between us and our Kodesh Baruch Hu. We want you to reign over your entire kingdom. Let the world recognize that you are God. What a dark world. What a world with so much, so many people don't have a clue of who runs this world. So many people are, are walking around in, 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 in a total lack of recognition of what this world's about, how sad it is. And we're praying. We want God's glory to be reestablished in this world. And to do that, we have to take care of our family because we are one unit. We're Klai Yisrael. And we're going to remove the myths of chauffeur because we want one Jew to be taken care of. Incredible. Just unbelievable. And how much more so, certainly at a time, and again, I'm sure you guys are very careful, but how, how more careful we need to be. Because we have to take care of each other physically and spiritually. And it starts obviously by being able to be healthy and being safe. And therefore, I know what's going on. I know it's, it's tough. And we, we, we want so much to go back to normal. But to go back to normal and to, to go to places and attend, attend simchas and, and just to indiscriminately make believe the, the virus is not there. That's, that's not caring for one another. That's not caring for another Jew. That's not being somebody who understands that we are one. And as one, we might not be deeply impacted by catching uh, the coronavirus, but doesn't mean that we can't give it to somebody else who is being impacted, who might have to spend days and nights in a hospital, who might have trouble breathing and have to be on a ventilator. These are things that are happening. There's not theoretical concepts. So if we can enter into Rosh Hashanah with this kind of a mindset, this concern for every Jew, but a concern for every Jew that comes from, from a recognition, we're one people and we're one nation under our Kodesh Baruch Hu. His dominion over us is clear and, and, and unquestionable. And therefore, my recognition of that forces me to commit. I want to be a good Jew, Kodesh Baruch. I want to fulfill the mitzvahs. Doesn't mean I'm going to be perfect. Doesn't mean I'm going to do everything right. But if there's a system of the Torah that tells us how to live, we can buy into that system and accept that system. It's an amazing Allah when a person stands under a chuppah, and he gives his wife the ring. And that person could be a Russia. The person could be literally a person who did not keep so many mitzvahs. But he says to his, to his kala underneath the chuppah, A Russia says, I am hereby giving you this ring on the condition. We don't make conditions. When we're under the chuppah, we just say, And that's it. But if theoretically a Jew would do that, and say on the condition I'm mitzad the gummer, even though you've been doing a bunch of rotten stuff, you know what? It's a suffix. I'm not sure. It's not. It's a slam dunk that it's not a good kedushin. 
Because those words, Shani Tzadik Gomer, could have an impact on a person. I, that means I want to be a Tzadik Gomer. I want to stand in front of a Baruch Hu as a righteous individual, committed to your mitzvos. That's what a Tzadik Gomer means. It's not about, you didn't have time to say, Al-Khayr on every you did. But you're standing in front of a Baruch Hu and you're saying, you're saying to, to your wife, I'm a tzad, on the condition that I'm a tzad gomer, you know what? There might be that feeling that you are a tzad gomer. And in that one thought process, you transition yourself into a different person. And it might be a good kedusha. That, that kedusha requires a divorce. Because if you, if you want to abolish it, you, you can't just say goodbye. You can't say, ah, yeah, it was nothing. No, no, it was something. You said the words, I'm a tzad gomer, on the condition I'm a tzad gomer. And that might be actualized just in those words. Credible. That's how, that's the power of, of transitioning, of turning on, on our, our emotions, our feelings, our commitment to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It can be turned on literally in a matter of a second. By one chauffeur in India, in a, in a, in a, heard, heard by a, by a fellow in a bar so far away from Judaism. It's Yom Kippur and he's freshing away in a bar. But he hears that chauffeur and his life turns over. That's who we are, Rabbi Isai. And that's how we have to show our Kaddish Baruch Hu. The most powerful way of showing our Kaddish Baruch Hu that we get it is simply by two things. We commit it to him by following his Torah and we commit it to his people by caring about every Jew. And we have a very easy way of showing how much we care. We're not going to just flippantly ignore people we're not going to flippantly ignore the dangers inherent in what goes on, some, some of these simchas that are happening. I have to say it. I have to address it because it, it, it's happening. And even adults sometimes, they just, we, we all want to believe it's not an issue. We all want to believe it doesn't happen. We all want to believe it, it'll, it'll be fine. We're celebrating a simcha, 200 people at a wedding. It's all good. The masks come off, the dancing is regular, and everything is fine. No, it's not how we care about our fellow Jew. We care about a fellow Jew by looking at the reality. And yes, you want this thing to go away. It's going to go away when a Kodesh Baruch Hu deems that it's going to go away. We can make it happen. We can cause it to go away because a Kodesh Baruch Hu tells us, your tefillos, your tshuva, your tzedakah can remove an evil decree. So you could make it go away. It's about what we come to, to the table with. How we stand in front of a Kodesh Baruch Hu Shabbos morning. But till that happens, our sensitivity and our concern and our love for, for every Jew needs to be at the top level to show HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we do get this. We know exactly what's going on. We know what this world is about. It's an incredible gift. It's, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, every year, I'm going to sit on my throne and I'm going to give you a chance to literally be somebody new, somebody fresh, somebody who is able to erase the past and stand in front of me and proclaim our relationship once again, establish who you are and what you care about, what you believe in. And this has not been easy. And Akash Baruch Hu says, I know this COVID thing has thrown, thrown us all for a major loop. And we haven't been able to daven as, as, as well. We haven't been in shul as often as we wanted to be. We've been away from the base medrash. We've been away from our rebellion. We've been away from so many things that give us strength. But we can push that all to the side and focus on this day and focus on Shabbos morning that there is no chauffeur. Wow. Why? Because we care about every single Jew. And Sunday morning when we hear that chauffeur, let's internalize that message again. Let's, let's get two days in a row of real total clarity. 
and let's wake up to the reality of who we are. We're God's people, and we're here, and we're strong, and we, we are amazingly still in a position where we can serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu and do the Ratzon Hashem and reestablish the glory that we are so longing for in terms of the recognition of God's ruling of the world. So we can do that. If we can sort of get all of the the uh, selfish cobwebs out of our emotions, stay in there saying, it's not about me, it's not about I running the world and not about what I want and what I need and what I'm asking for, it's just about us. Klai Yisrael and HaKadosh Baruch It's a tremendous chus. And Bez Hashem, we will be able to truly use the, the, the mandate, the, the promise of Tshuva, Tfilat Tzokam, Avinah, Surah, Gezerah. They have the power, and we come to HaKadosh Baruch with that commitment, with that new sense of relationship, that sense of prayer, that sense of, of chesed, of tzokah, of caring for every Jew, of be, committing to making sure I don't hurt my friend. I care about everybody around me. I care about the people that I can help, and I extend a, a, a helping hand to them. They'll truly fulfill the mandate of Mavira Surah Zerah. And Bez Hashem, we can look to this new year, Tov Shin Peyalot, this year that Bez Hashem will only bring us Bracha and Atzacha and Yeshuos and Refuos and Achamos, Bez Hashem. Only good news, only positive news, only positive growth, Bez Hashem. And let us all pray together. And let us all, Bez Hashem, look forward to the time that we can celebrate in Tov Shin Peyalot, the coming of Meshach Meherimenu. Have a beautiful Shabbos and a beautiful Yom. Amen.